Welcome to the fourth, our fourth episode already. We're flying with the... So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Episode number four. Thank you for joining us. Um, we apologize for the uh, slight technical issues the last episode had. We will try and avoid them this time, but we can't guarantee it won't happen. We're not sure it went wrong, so we don't know how to fix it. We can only guarantee zero standards. Yes, low standards is the key to happiness, as the Danes say. Um, so, uh, Hamesy, are we doing another random word generator? Oh, my trousers just fell down. Wait. I can just imagine everyone imagining that. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my trousers are back on again. You'll be happy to know. Thank goodness. Uh, right. Random word generator. What are we going for? I feel like we need a ding, 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 ding. Like we a need a jingle. A jingle? Yeah. So anybody donating jingles, we're happy to accept. Yeah, feel free to get in touch. So imagine um, a jingle right now. Jingle, 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 You know, jingle, you imagine jingle, how long jingle, the jingle, jingle would be? So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. It's not bad, actually, is it? <laughs> And the random word for today is yes, it's foretell. Day. What? Foretell. Foretell. I foretell the future. Oh no! Like fortune telling. Like, like Trelawney in Harry Potter. Thank you. I was like, I can't remember her name, but I'm gonna make the eyes and pretend to know fortune who you're talking telling. about. That one, yeah. Oh, but that's an interesting topic. Astrology. Have you ever had anyone try to like do the fortune tell? Whether it's hand hand reading or card reading no or coffee grind tea leaf reading okay well there's a few things here first off um uh, actually i have had my coffee grinds read but it was more of a bit of a joke we were doing we were celebrating greek easter uh in my old student house and we had a girl who happened to have uh, have done it a few times before and so for a bit of fun she she read um she read the coffee grinds. Uh, and my one was was like, yeah, she goes, it's a bit of a mess. And then everyone was like, well, that, that's appropriate. Yeah, it's like, it's appropriate. And I was like, thank you. Not. <laughs> um, but then here's a funny story, which I've never told you. Mm. I really hate the idea of a tarot reader. Like, I don't believe that okay. it has anything to do with, like, like I don't, I'm worried that they would be like the death card. And I'd be like, nope, not interested. Um, so I've refused to even have people fake reading my tarot cards because I don't want to. I'm pretty uh, sure they all fake read it, but okay. There's definitely a tarot card reader out there. The second person who's still alive in this world, <laughs> the fourth cockroach on this <gasps> earth. What? There's someone else alive? There's probably a fourth cockroach, and I bet you they're a fortune teller. Damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, not keen on the idea of fortune telling at all. And I find astrology really funny okay but i need to know the ending of the story besides her saying it's a bit of a mess w- was there anything else no literally she was like it's too much of a mess i can't read it <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny oh that's hilarious it's not uh, i don't like, agree it's slightly comforting yeah no i've um i got my cards read <gasps> red. you did yeah you never told me this um so was it my senior or my junior year i think we had a chemist- what age is that? I assume 17. Okay. Maybe. So I had a chemistry, I think it was chemistry, chemistry teacher who um, dabbled in the arts, I guess. And um, 
we she had a point system so for every like i don't know question you answer you get point. Had a point system Wait, she had a point system. so if you reach a certain amount of points you you got some rewards okay and uh rewards <laughs> i was hoping you weren't gonna catch yeah, yeah, yeah. that one sarah, sarah can't pronounce uh, reward award anything <laughs> it becomes award so you imagine her oscar speech thank you for this award <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So you you we got the point system and uh, you get rewards. <laughs> get rewards. So you got a reward and like I can't say it without laughing. Um and you you could choose I don't remember what the options were, but there was another option and one of the options was a tarot reading. Which I guess is a bit unorthodox for a school. Um but I went for that just for kicks and giggles. And so she 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 did it. And all I remember was that one of the cards had like a shining star. Okay. And uh, oh, and that there was okay before that there was also that she thought that I was gonna go on a on a trip, on a voyage that would. I don't remember what the voyage was gonna do. It was a trip, and oh, and the shining star, which she thought represented kind of like that i was admired or something okay or that, um, so you'd become an amateur entertainer is what she's saying you'd gosh. go abroad and become an amateur entertainer which is what you did technically i'm just at the door taking tickets but sure i'm an amateur entertainer that's not true i know your alter ego and so <laughs> some other people do too and oh, uh, she's definitely an entertainer I, we're also very unpredictable closet. and terrifying but she, she is terrifying she's everything i could never be She's 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 uh, she's got some cojones. That's what she's got. If cojones could be ovaries, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you've had your you've had your tarot cards read. Yeah, That's fun. just for kicks and giggles. And I also found it because oh, I don't have to go into this. It's gonna be serious. My mom is. Does not believe in, in, in kind of this tarot reading stuff because of her religious orientation at the moment. Um, or I guess for at the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah. Should be listening um, to this going, what are you saying, Well, Sarah? the thing was that I think before she left from France, when she went to Honduras, uh, she, she told me that she had gone for a tarot reading. Had she really? Yeah. Um, but I think maybe she went with some friends and they kind of told her, ah, come and she probably agrees. It's like it. a French tarot reading. Le Pan! I think Le Pan. Uh, and apparently they, uh, the tarot reader had told her that she would travel a lot. Okay. And that was all I remember my mom telling me. She might have told me something else, but I think that was the highlight of it. Okay. And she, I remember she told me kind of, you know, those things that people tell you but don't really want to go into depth, I guess. Because uh-huh. I think they feel a bit embarrassed. Also because I guess now she believes that that's hocus pocus i don't know i don't know if she believes it's hocus pocus or it's just against god um but then it, well she, it turned out she did have to travel a lot because her family was in france so every two years she'd spend like three months yeah it's in pretty france. accurate so that was true um and yeah i don't know i you never know what the experience is like because it's possible that you know the tarot reader learns from the other friends that they're going off on a trip because when she went to Honduras she was leaving with three other French friends yeah. and a Honduran friend who had was the one who convinced them to go over there um, I was when you say convinced yeah, well, as if no one would go by choice <laughs> well. for those of you who know well, where Honduras is please write in <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> 
Anyway, so she she they went off on an adventure, you know, and she was she had just finished her first year of university, um, and then moved off to do a year abroad, okay. teaching French, um, and then never left. Yeah, <laughs> she met your dad. Um, met my dad, married him, still married, four kids after, <laughs> four kids later, <laughs> four kids later. So yeah, no, but the yeah. thing is, this is the thing with fortune telling is that really, I mean. I guess all of our lives are not that dissimilar, really, are they? You could interpret things in different ways. Um, for example, you know, travel a lot. You, you, the first thing that comes to mind is that you're going to travel the world and see a lot of places. But travel a lot could also be that you're traveling back and forth, forth to the same yeah. place. Absolutely. So interpretation is kind of... But still, I don't know. There's something that creeps me out about fortune tellers. I don't want them to be right in case I don't like the fortune. I think it's really what's... Or I don't... I think maybe it's what you don't like as well is the idea that somebody is locking you in a destiny. I think it's a lot more exciting mm. and more freeing the idea that you don't know and that yeah. anything's possible. Even though realistically, if you look at statistics and all that, you know, not everything is possible. But well, that's true. But the illusion that everything is possible is nice. And what a fortune teller does is kind of pops that bubble and kind of fits you in this little box. You know who else does this? Oh, no. A gynecologist. What? Tell me, would you want to know the sex of your baby? Because <laughs> it's basically, it's that th- same thing. It's like a fortune teller coming along and what? popping your bubble, except it's more scientific. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, I think I would like to know. You would? Yeah. I wouldn't want to know. Just for practicality purposes. I mean, yeah, it's practical, but I want to know. Is this the half thing Simon is? Although like? I see practicality purposes, but now... Now you do think twice before painting a room pink or blue. Just paint it yellow. Why yellow? Such a old color. My bedroom was yellow. Our studio that we're in today is yellow. Yeah, it's like a cream. Is it cream? But then again, it was a classroom. We're in old school. (laughs) We're old school. We're old school, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, No, what... Maybe purple. Purple would be a good color. Purple's a great color. Purple's we a do pur- fabulous purple. color. That's a great. That's my favorite color. Yeah, we could we could we could we could spawn a drag queen. Is what we can do. That's pretty cool. So that involves a lot of glitter, right? Yeah, purple Glow and in the glitter. dark stuff. Yes, I'm sure kids would love that. They right? would. Babies. That solved that problem. They can't even see clearly at the first. So time. let's go to the most famous fortune teller that exists. Trelawney. Trelawney. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's talk about some character arc here, because. I mean, Jake, I am a, we, we both want to be writers, obviously, because um, we're bored in quarantine. Um, but what else is there to do? Indeed. But Trelawney, now she's a pretty cool character. It's Emma. I want to say Emma Watson, but it's not Emma Watson. It's not that's, Emma Watson. She's Hermione, Hermione Granger. Try again. Oh. It's not Emma Holmes. She's in front of you. Yeah. It's too many Emma. Too, mon- too many wonderful Emmas in this world. Yeah. But who is it? Emma. Emma. Why is it not coming? I, I see know. her and I love her. She's fabulous. Uh, She's like the Emma in question. If you're watching, we're really oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. She, uh, Hamzy is being a bit of a disappointment. I here. don't know. It's I'm blanking out. Emma to what? T- <gasps> Thompson. Hey, here we are. We got oh, Emma Thompson. I'm so sorry, Emma Thompson. I really hope you're not hearing this this episode. Um. But if you are and you want to get in touch, please reach out. <laughs> you want so, to forgive me. So yeah, mm. Emma Thompson was also very cool in this. I mean, she does uh, cre- like kind of crazy fortune teller very well. She's just a fabulous actress. She period. is a fabulous actress. She can do actress. anything. Really, she could do anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Trelawney, character arc. Like the 
most seemingly most relevant character in the Harry Potter books and has such a big part of all of it. Typical. Isn't that pretty cool? Typical. Typical. She's 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 pretty badass. Emma Thompson. Maybe just Emma Thompson is badass, really. I, yeah. Emma Emma yeah, let's not confuse here the things. There's the character of Trelawney, which I would not describe as badass at all. Well, not by her own choosing. <laughs> but she's pretty cool when she has the visions, like woo. I guess, I guess they're kind of useful, I guess. They're very they're important. They're important it's a prophecy. for us to know as a story. To, I mean, do you think... Oh my gosh, this is going to fan, fan fiction theories. Um, or fan theories, I guess the right word. Do you really think it would have made a big difference if Dumbledore didn't know about the the fortune telling? I have no idea. I can't remember. I'm so into the story, I keep forgetting it. I mean, <laughs> the and, thing. Yeah. Anyways, but this is probably this is not our field of expertise. Let's you... go back to the word. Our word today was foretell. Oh, foretell. Do we have any other definitions for foretell? For foretell, four squared tell. Fantastic joke there. If you got it, I think I'm brilliant. I'm really quite a hilarious. I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have many other definitions. You close the page. What is wrong with you? No, I didn't close the page. I just didn't have a professional podcast. The the, the word (laughs) random word generator just generates words. Does not give you the definition of the word. Well, that's inappropriate. Okay, so foretell. It's a verb. Great. The definition is to predict the future or a future event. Okay, is that it? Yep. Okay. Well, there's not much. There's not much to go on there. Um, future events. What, I mean, do you, yeah. what do you predict it'll be like after this quarantine? Because that's an interesting question, right? Ooh, Here's yeah. my my hypothesis. This is this, this, this mm-hmm. is that um, I don't think, socially speaking, we'll go back to what it was like before. Now we work in the social industry, which is entertainment, right? Uh, people coming out, going live entertainment, live entertainment, coming out uh, to watch a show, um, in a room, smushed together, s- laughing together, sweating together, drinking <laughs> together. Okay, I'm gonna keep stop going. Now. You might as well keep it. Li- <clears throat> it's great. Keep listening. Farting together. <laughs> uh, probably, undoubtedly, quietly, hopefully. but smellily, but smellily. Um, but uh, do you think? That those that kind of like going out for a show, do you think it will be the same? Do you think it will be worse? And by worse, I mean less attendance because people will be more homebodies, or better because they'll be like desperate. Let's go out and party all the time. So, do you think it will be the same? I no. Also, because I think once. The quarantine won't be lifted all at once. I think it'll be like no, on not. phases. Yeah. So it's possible that maybe by the time we are allowed to do shows again, especially because um, in the Netherlands they're banned until September. Yeah. So and chance then, that by then things might have gone back to the norm. But I have a feeling they're doing something like the donkey on the carrot stick. You know. The donkey on the carrot stick. Well, that is <laughs> that's not the that's not the famous saying I know. I said end the carrot stick. And the, car- the stick with the hanging carrot. The donkey you know? and the carrot stick. Okay. Yeah. Kind of leading us on so we don't lose hope. Probably. Because I feel like everybody here 
would be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Let's just euthanize, euthanize myself. And that's it. Yeah. That's also, term. I wonder whether, I'm not sure, but I wonder whether the idea of online, the replication mm. of online or the the replica of live shows that people are trying to do online, whether that could actually have uh, a negative effect on these kind of shows. Cause, um, oh. Because, you know, a lot of yeah. people have tried. And, and to be fair, with any platform, right, you've got to start and be kind of t- bad at it to get yeah. better at it. Um, but a lot of uh, small theatre groups have taken to, and we've chosen not to, um, yeah. But not that it's a bad thing or a good thing, but they've chosen to to try and replicate what they do on on the live stage on online. online. And there's something about it being live and being in a theater or a room that's designed for it that is just such a different experience to doing it online. I mean, first off, distraction online is so much more. I, and I, I wonder whether that could actually have a more negative effect in the long term i don't know it might just be that it gets forgotten but you know you see one you might be someone new who's never gone to one because you're like oh i can't uh i can't afford to go to a show or i i've heard about what they do like i've heard this performer like uh, my friend performs stand-up and they're finally doing it online i can watch it but the experience is so different you might watch it and go oh that person is terrible when you and i know for example having hosted a lot of these comedians or these a lot of these storytellers at uh, the venues they're fantastic but it's a completely different platform yeah it's a different different experience but yeah like you said it's it's a different platform i think the same way you don't create you create content based on the platform to a certain extent so if it's instagram you know you'll make sure that your photograph is top notch Yeah, Uh, yeah yeah if it's facebook that i don't know I don't even know what Facebook is. I mean, I do know what Facebook is, but that came out wrong. <laughs> Sarah has no idea. What's Facebook? Who's this Mark Zuckerfella? <laughs> Mark Zuckerfella. <laughs> Zuckerfella. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerfella. Stop. Okay. Who is Facebook? Um, who has a book of faces? What do you do with a book of faces? Isn't that like an album? Like a, like, <laughs> like a, a photo like a album? A photo album? What do you call it? Anyway. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you use different platforms. Got to go back to what you were talking about. Um, that's something that I think any audience member has to also remember. If they're ex- experiencing a live performance on an online platform. Yes. Is that it's not the same at all. Um I can't remember where I read about this. I'm even going to, you know, cheat right now and well, talk I'll, about I'll this. continue on for you while you find it. Because um, I remember there's a friend uh, of mine who once said, yeah, like, I, I don't want to come to the live shows that you organize because I watched it on the internet and I don't think it's funny. Oh, and yeah. you, you know, the, like Netflix specials, for example, I, you know, sometimes do a lot of good like there's a lot of people who do very well um with their live show recorded but it doesn't do justice to the art form overall because it's such a different experience when it's live there's you you really do experience it you don't just watch it um you know you will laugh like a lot of people would laugh a lot more at live shows than they would laugh at a tv it's yeah. just it's yeah it's just such a different um kind of way of doing things and for example, one of the really, I think one of the, 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 the art forms that's taking it 
the hardest is some of the least popular ones, which is improv comedy, which is something that both of us hold really dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um, and which on, is already hard to bring an audience, or at least here where we were. Based yeah, we find it extremely hard to get an audience to come to the improv shows, and yet they're probably some of the funniest we put on. And I think when people come and they, like the show's over, like people had a really good. They time. had a fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I get that feeling too. Even if there's only a small crowd, like they just had a really good night out. We didn't disappoint, at least. <laughs> no, touch wood. But um, that online is so hard because so much of improv is based on the premise of timing and of not necessarily speed but of timing and when you have this weird thing where you're 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 performing online and you don't have anyone to react to except possible you it might go silent and you're going that's it my computer's frozen yeah that, you know yeah also i think as an improv artist and also as a stand-up comedian you you're constantly taking in feedback from the audience yeah. to a certain extent so you see what people are laughing at you kind of you can work that angle more you can interact with the audience and you know all these things um that you can't experience as a Shit performer stopped i don't know why just now oh no it's back again hello hello speak one two one two um i don't know if you got caught let's pause it okay you were saying um yeah that um I don't remember what I was... Me neither. Let's listen to it again. Sorry, yeah. All these things you can't experience as a performer when doing it online. Um, I mean, you might get some messages, you know, if you're doing it live, you might get a, a comment here and there, but you're not going to be reading that well. No, performing. I don't think so. Um, it, it's just... It's a much s- slower reaction platform doing it online, I think. Yeah, definitely. Then live, is, is, it's there in the moment... You're feeling it. Everyone might be in, on an inside joke that's happening on that night. Um, it, there's so many things you just can't experience. Yeah, there's, you're getting that energy from it. Yeah. I can't remember where I read this article, which I feel bad. But there was they talk about the term collective effervescence, which really stuck. Collective what? Effervescence. Effort, like the fizzly stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, so usually an effervescent is something, yeah, like bubbles. All right, like a, like a soda pop or a pop. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you know, carbonation. F- carbonation, exactly. <clears throat> um, and um, I thought it was such an appropriate term. And as a performer, I think we're all aware of it, but you never hear the sociological term because apparently this is like a, a proper sciencey term or at least uh, social wh- science. What term. does collective effervescence mean? In this so case? it it means um, it's a concept. Well, here it says coined by Emile Durkheim, and according to him, um, I hope Emile is a male name, <laughs> not a female name. If not, <laughs> no, sorry, so much for feminism. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it's a community or society um, may at times come together, and everyone will communicate the same thought or participate in the same action. So in a performative or the show sense, it's like everybody experiences laughter. Everybody experiences yes. cringe. Everybody experiences... You're, everyone's experiencing a similar feeling at the same time towards the performer. Yeah. And that kind of gives you a sense of, of belonging, of you also have feel more comfortable laughing. You, you become more at ease with yourself because you're not... You don't have that sense of judgment, like that fear of judgment that we no, tend to have. No, because it's like it's like carth- cathartic in the sense of you know we're all in it together kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a release. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think it's a really good term for it. I think that's actually a, a really nice kind of description of, of what it's like to be at a show. Because I think it really frustrates me when uh, people are like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be even interested in seeing one because I know that it won't be for me. And we, which I just don't like about life. Like someone generally like, yeah, yeah, I won't eat this food because I won't like it. And you're like, well, you don't know that until you try it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of attitude I'm not super keen on. But especially with live entertainment, which I think has um, become such a kind of almost a foreign thing to a lot of people. It's such a wonderful experience to be there as a big group, like a, a group of uh, 50 to 100 people experiencing this one thing that when it's finished will disappear. It's it's not remaining. You you haven't got pictures of it. Yeah. You, you won't find it again on Netflix. Like it's gone. You but, won't experience it. But you, way. as those fifty or hundred people, had that one experience that you could share together, and that's I think what is so, I mean, so captivating about live performances. Yeah, uh, this is something you just you won't get from watching a ne- the Netflix version or the, you know even if it's the same performers yeah. it's still not the same experience no as not by live. a long way I, I, we went to see uh, a couple of years ago I think at uh, Boom Chicago and I was, we went to see a, a show called Limbo which yeah. I bought tickets to uh, knowing very little about but th- it sounded now I can't remember what it was but it was something they described it as being I think it was a kind of uh a circus cabaret, I think, was the term that they used. Mm. And it sounded so fascinating to me. And they had a little trailer and it looked interesting. Um, but I was like, oh, it would be a bit of a bit of fun. And we went there and it, I think it's it's still one of those those experiences that stands out in my head. It was so all encompassing. <laughs> this I mean there was cer- there was flames, there was bouncing, there were things, sticks that moved in weird ways, and there was all these wonderful performers with music and people at the end of these sticks as yeah, well. Exactly. People bouncing around these sticks. But it was such a an incredible experience and I actually really enjoyed that frustration of going back and someone saying, what did you do on Saturday? I was like, oh, I went to the show. Ah, I wish I could, I could explain it yeah. better. Yeah. And that's really sad. It's, it's horrible, but it's also satisfying because you're like, yeah, but I got to experience it. You yeah. Know? And the thing is, I, I realize now also from my personal experience, because I've, um, I, I know you come from a family that really appreciates musicals and they've experienced them themselves. And, you know, they kind of passed on that, that passion for it. I didn't grow up in a very artistic family. Um, but recently also knowing you and being in the performing arts uh, with the shows, it's exposed me to more and more live shows. And I, it's just something that we don't know we're missing out on basically for, yeah. for if I speak from a, from the side of a person who's always watched everything on TV, has watched movies, of you've always experienced all those crazy explosions and the drama there. It's just something so different when you go watch a good a good live show. Um, and also to n- not feel that you always have to go to a very expensive show, but that yeah. you can support a local performer or or a lower lower level artist because those are still incredible and it's usually they should be good enough that it, they make it feel like it's something special that only you're experiencing and to a certain extent it is true yeah only because things happen that only can happen once sometimes in that's a, I think it's a really good point to actually end on because I think that brings it full circle to coming back to the idea of foretelling mm. because um, I think that that, that that comment about okay 
uh, you know, I can't remember where I was going with this thought process. There was, was one at some point. Um, but the idea of, of going and actually seeing amateur, yeah, uh, a- a- amateur um, and and inexpensive uh, live shows is not a bad thing. What a lot of people forget is that to foretell the future of many <laughs> amateur performers, we're never going to make it to professionals. Yeah, right. Uh, the, 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 it's a lot of it comes down more than anything to luck and timing. Um, there is a lot of extremely talented. Uh, amateur entertainers who are just as funny for example in in comedy i i know amateur comedians who i find just as funny as their professional counterparts uh it doesn't say anything for you know just because they they haven't reached that level of success they could be brand new they could be doing it for years they could have a family and not want to do it more than just a hobby there's a lot of incredible talent out there whether it be comedy or storytelling or improv uh, all of these in, in in amateur format poetry um you know all of these in amateur format can be really well done if you have i think a decent event organizer um who is you know good at selecting their things and so do give amateur entertainment a chance because yeah especially now this this kind of in this pandemic the future of live entertainment's a little a little on edge i think it's a good more so because we're getting more and more used to just watching everything on on screen yeah and this period of time probably won't help it yeah it'll make you even more used to it and the thing is that we don't realize what we're missing out on no no i I think that's a big thing so do go and give a little good fortune to your local comedy nights or your local storytelling nights um on behalf of the so we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast podcast so thank you so much for listening to episode number four already we're already at number episode number four it's crazy uh thank you for listening this has been so we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast podcast until next time goodbye bye bye